Good morning. Thanks for being here this morning. It's good to see you all. Uh, we're 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 uh, getting full, so um, uh, you know it's going to be start out to be a race that um, you don't get to sit on the folding chairs in the back. So make sure you just come a little bit earlier. There is a row up here. Yes, thank you. Two two rows. So. Weaver family? No. <laughs> uh, man, it's good to see y'all though, and, and um, we gather in His name. And I just got to say this morning, our our worship team, our music team, is such they're they're awesome, aren't they? They do such a great job for us in leading us. Give them a round. I don't know that we that we tell them thank you enough, but they sure do an, an amazing job in, in leading us yeah. in worship. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about what the Lord's doing right here at Beecher Island. Um, consistently, there's new faces here, and and that's glory to the Lord. Uh, that is glory in Him, all about Him. And, and um, I just want to encourage you that if you're somewhat or you are new with us, uh, stick around. Let us get to know you. We we would love to to um, know who you are, and we would love for you to get to know us. But also. Uh, I want to say that Beach Island is a great place to call home. And I don't say that because I'm paid to say that. I say that because it's true. Um, it, is, it is a wonderful place. And, and um, I also say that because Beach Island is a little different. Um, a little different in our approach. And, and I love that. Uh, and that's why I say every Sunday morning that we're an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And we, and we try to stand in the fact that we preach from God's Word and His Word alone. And we don't stand in a religion, but we stand in Him, in the relationship with Him. And that's where we always want to be. Um, but Beecher Island is, is, a, is an awesome place. And um, I just want to tell you, though, that if you are coming here to find a perfect person, you're going to be quite disappointed. Because <laughs> uh, none of us are perfect. Um, I will fail you. Others in here will fail you. Others in here will fall short. Uh, but that's why we're here. That's why we're here because we are not perfect, but our Savior is. And our Savior is the one that pours out His grace on us and forgives us and gives us the promise of eternal life. And that's why we gather here. That's why we, we come to, to uh, worship Him and give Him glory, not ourselves. And so uh, uh, when you come, come looking for Jesus. Not a, not a perfect person, because we'll, we'll fail you. Uh, uh, so, I love that about Beecher, though. We gather in his name. All right, John chapter 12 is where we've been, and uh, where we're going to continue to be. John chapter 12. And last week I talked about how, uh, how in John, the whole Gospel of John uh, doesn't give a lot of details about each individual account. But he gives a ton of detail on what he felt was important. That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that's why he wrote in John chapter 20, verse 31, But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, that believing, that believing in His name, you'll have life. And uh, that, that uh, is a different way than any of the other Gospels. The other Gospels give quite a bit of detail in the accounts, but John just takes a little different approach. And I, and I love that about the Gospel of John and, and where we put our emphasis. And I hope that today we read it 
with that in mind, that it is all about the Christ, the Son of God. Um, last week we talked about Mary pouring out her, her praise on Jesus. Uh, we talked about her Mary laying down her glory and in, in the fact that she wiped Jesus' feet with her hair. She was laying down her glor glory and while she was doing this though, she was scolded. She, she was told, don't do that. Uh, maybe it was for the money. Maybe it was because he didn't want Mary doing that. But Judas stood up to it. He's like, don't. What are you doing? Right? But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Let her worship me. Let her worship me. And, and we talked a lot about that. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, I talked a lot about praise. And it's been on my heart a lot lately. It's been on my heart a lot lately of, of praising Jesus and, and what that is and what that means and, and, and what does that look like. When, when we read this, and we, and we go from front to back, front to back of it. When we, when we get done, do we come in here or do we go out in this world and see other followers of Jesus and say, yep, that's what I read about. You see, I, I've had it on my heart a lot about praise. And so um, if I hit on it again today, uh, journey with me. Um, but it's been heavy on my heart. And so... Uh, uh, we're going to read this account and we're going to talk our way through it. But there is so much detail that we get to look at today. And I'm excited about what is laid out as we journey to the cross with Jesus. Because you see, last week we got to see the difference between belief and rejection. And today we'll get to see a celebration. A celebration that, in my mind, I struggle with picturing it. I struggle with what was going on and, and, and all the little details that were part of it. And we're going to try to lay it out today. So if you will, open your Bibles to John chapter 12. And before we read, I'm going to go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You for today. I thank You for the love that You pour out. I thank You for each individual that's here, Lord. What a blessing it is to just be together in Your name and, and, and sing praises to You and lift You on high and, and to dive into Your Word and study Your Word. And what a blessing that is, Lord. And I thank You that we get to do it together. Lord, I pray that it's Your truth that's spoken today. Not mine, but Your truth. And I pray that people leave here full of Your Word. Full of Your love. Full of You. Lord, I thank You for all that You do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, we're going to start in verse 9. John chapter 12, verse 9. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of Him, but also to see Lazarus, whom He had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of Him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in Him. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on His way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet Him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming seated on a donkey's colt. At first glance, his disciples did not understand all this. 
Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about Him and that they had done these things to Him. Now the crowd that was with Him when He called Lazarus from the tomb and raised Him from the dead continued to spread the word. <clears throat> Many people, because they had heard that He had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet Him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. <laughs> now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come that the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled. And what shall I say, Father? Save me from this hour? No, it was this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify Your name. Amen, amen. We're going to stop there today, but man, there's so much detail. And we can keep on reading. And I would just love to just stand up here and, and read. And that would be my preaching. <laughs> because as we journey through this part, it just blows my mind the detail that's laid out for us. The detail that John puts into this. Because this account is, is one of few in the whole Bible that's in all four Gospels. This, this account that Jesus is writing in, and He's, he's officially presenting Himself as the Christ. He's officially presenting Himself as the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, as He rides in on this donkey. There were so many that wanted to kill Jesus. There were so many that were there that were just waiting to pounce on Him. But they didn't want to do it at the Passover. They didn't want to do it right then. But Jesus' is perfect timing you see, He enters the city on His time. And this should really be my punchline in the end. I'm just going to tell you right now, but I, I couldn't hold off on this, this detail of the fact that what Jesus is doing. So I'm just laying it out at the beginning, okay? And then we'll just, we'll just be done. No, I'm joking. But Jesus' timing is perfect. Jesus enters Jerusalem on His own time. On His own time. Forcing the issue. Forcing the timeline. Forcing the issue that... He would be crucified at the perfect time. He'd be crucified on the Passover day that they slaughtered lambs. The day that Jesus was crucified, they were sacrificing lambs on the Passover day. Hey, it blows my mind when we start thinking about Jesus the Lamb, right? As we go and read 1 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. 
The thought that's laid out here that, that Jesus' timing was, was perfect. We know that, right? We know that. I preach all the time that God's detailed work is phenomenal. <laughs> Talk about big picture and little picture and all the detail in between. God does it. God lays it out. And one day I'll preach on the, on the Passover and the, and the slaughtering of the lambs and, and the number of lambs that may have been killed that day are in the hundreds of thousands of lambs that were sacrificed for all the sin. But Jesus, Jesus rides in to Jerusalem on this day so that the timing is perfect, that the perfect lamb would be sacrificed. Ah. God's perfect timing. Because you see, He foreordained this perfect time. At the perfect time, He, printed, he presented Himself to die. At the perfect time, it was all set the way it was supposed to be set. And it makes me go back to John 1, 1 through 5. Just because you have to, right? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. That's His journey right here. That's His journey right here. Perfect timing, and He's saying He's the light of the world coming in, and they're not going to comprehend it. And we see it all unfolding right now. In the Gospel of John. I didn't comprehend it, but in the beginning it was foreordained. The Son of God being the perfect sacrifice would be sacrificed. He'd be crucified for you and I. And I hope that's how we look at this today. But what He did for us and it was all laid out, and, and, and it was laid out perfect, the detail that we get to see from the beginning. I'm going to back up just a little bit now, because the Word tells us that there was a great multitude. I, I want us to understand this. This was a big number of people. This was a large gathering. Not a... Not, I think it was more than live in the city of Ray that gathered up this day. It was a large multitude of people. It was, it was a gathering. Uh, uh, it, was a, it was a celebration that took place. Uh, and as Jesus rode in, they, they went out to meet Him. And as He rode in, they, they went out to, to celebrate. And, and, and I think we have to go to Zechariah 9.9 because that's where John pulls what was shouted. Zechariah 9, 9, it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. This is what was prophesied by the prophet. That there was a, a king, this king would come to Israel and he would, he would be sitting on a donkey's colt. I want you to understand that this was addressing the Jewish people. O daughter of Zion was specific to the Jewish people. 
um, Zion was it was a hill in the city of Jerusalem, and it was and it was specifically addressing them. And he prophesied that the Messiah would ride in on a donkey, on a on a colt, right? Donkey's colt. And I don't know about you, but I always think about this donkey. I don't know why, I'm, but I do. I think about this every time I read this. I, I I try to wrap my head around this donkey. But but why a donkey? Why would Jesus ride in on a donkey and not on a horse? A lot of people use horses around here. And I think that's our go-to. Our go-to is not the donkey. Our go-to is the horse. Maybe some of you are a little off and you ride a mule, but it's okay. <laughs> Most of us horses, right? If you ride at all. But why? Why a donkey's colt? And not a donkey, but a donkey's colt, right? I, I try to wrap my mind around this. But as we dig into the detail, I hope that it all unfolds for you. If it hasn't already. You see, this donkey had never been ridden. We, we can read that in other Gospels. I, I want to say that he was untouched, but, but we know that he was tied up. So maybe he had a little bit of halter breaking, or that was his first time, I don't know. But he'd never been ridden. Never, never been touched in that way. <coughs> hey. What I thought about this week is um, this donkey was born for this specific reason right now. That donkey had been born to carry Jesus. That was his, his deal. He, he was born specifically for this moment. He was born for Jesus, the perfect animal to carry the perfect sacrifice. But yet there's so much more. There's so much more to it. You, you see, in this time of Jesus, donkeys were a ceremonial, were used for ceremonial purposes. They, they absolutely were a symbol of peace. That's what a donkey meant. If, if there was a war going on and the king wanted to go and say, hey, I'm bringing peace. He didn't ride on his horse. He rode on his donkey. He would ride his donkey in there. It's kind of like waving a white flag. Not, not that Jesus was saying, I give up. He was riding a donkey to say, I'm bringing peace. I'm bringing peace. You see, uh, Jesus is riding on this donkey and in Zechariah 9, 9-10, it fits the description of a king who would be righteous. Righteous and having salvation. I've missed that before. I've missed that specific word right there. And having salvation. It was all laid out. It was all right there for them to see. And it says gentle. Rather than riding to conquer, this king would ride and bring and enter with peace. Zechariah 9.10 even highlights it more. It says, I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the rivers to the ends of the earth. It's saying that Jesus is going to come with peace, total peace. He will preach love. He will preach, come to me because I'll give you eternal life. You don't need to fight anymore. All the wars need to stop, right? Say it's in me. It's in me that you will find peace. Yeah. 
his rule shall be from sea to sea, it lays out. Uh, I think we can sometimes think that Jesus uh, just came from this little part of the world, eastern Colorado, Beecher Island community. But man, he didn't. Uh, that's how big he is. He came for the whole world. He, bring, he, he came to bring peace to the whole world and he, we can see it as He rode in on this donkey. Couldn't ride in on a horse. We get to read about Jesus riding in on a horse in Revelation 19.11. He will one day come on a horse. And it says, Now I saw heavens open and behold a white horse and he sat, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. You see, when that day comes, there will not be celebration. There will not be palm branches being waved and people shouting Hosanna. On that day when it comes, Jesus will be coming for war and judgment. But that wasn't the case this day. This day that we're reading about when He comes riding in on a donkey. When He comes riding in on a donkey, the masses, remember, lots of people came running to Him and they laid down their coats. They laid down palm branches. They got palm branches in their hands and they were waving them. Shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. I want you to picture what's taking place in this. Try to wrap your mind around the celebration that's going on as Jesus rides this donkey in that had never been touched. A celebration that had to look like the Rose Parade. I'm just going to go with that because people are lying on the streets. And I try to picture all these people, all these people celebrating Jesus. Were they all true followers? That could be debated. But that day, that day, they were there celebrating. That day, they were there shouting and praising the Lord. I, I mean, I just think of the noise level that it had to have had. That, that, that as Jesus rode through there, it had to be deafening. If you think the music up here was loud this morning, it was quiet compared to that day. That's what's in my mind. I could be wrong, but it says they were shouting. It says that they were being loud for Jesus. They were praising Him. As Jesus rode in on this unridden donkey. I try not to, but I... I think about this in a way of if I took, if I took a cult to Ray Day's parade, it would not be good. It, it would be bad. I mean, okay, there's going to be three things that happen. I'm getting hurt. The horse is getting hurt, or a bystander is getting hurt. Like there is no way around it. Look, if I get on an unridden cult and take it to a parade with all the commotion going on. Something bad is going to happen. There's no way around it. 
But Jesus, that was not the case. You see, He took this coal. And with all the commotion that was going on, Jesus knew was he knew what was to come. And you see, I think that he took this colt and poured out his peace over this colt. That donkey meant peace. But before that donkey ever did his journey, he got a peace poured over him that was amazing. So when he had this peace, when, he, when this donkey walked in this peace, with all the commotion going around him and, and, and people throwing stuff, he's walking on uneven ground. And I, Have you ever tried to take a colt over a tarp for the first time? It doesn't go well. And here this colt walks across the coats and across the palm branches and, and, and everything waving and people shouting and he just journeys through. An amazing peace that was poured on him. This morning I just want to tell you that whatever commotion is going on in your life, whatever struggles are going on, whatever is trying to derail you from the journey, allow the peace of Jesus Christ to pour over you. Allow the peace of Jesus Christ to pour over you and you journey in Him. Because I'll tell you what, this world can be just like the masses that were there. Lots of commotion. Lots of distractions. But we can be this donkey and walk in peace that we can't fathom. But we can fathom because we have Jesus Christ. You see, last week I encourage you to pour out your praise. I encourage you to just pour it out, to lay down your glory at His feet and, and pour out your praise. And this week, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to add to it. You, you see, I, I think that there's no way around it. That as Jesus rode through, rode through these masses, it had to be deafening. But it was all praise for Him. It was a glorious praise for Him as He rode through. They were praising Him with song. They were praising Him with word. And I want to encourage you to praise like nobody's watching except Jesus. You see, I think even in our Sunday morning church, we look to our neighbor when we praise I think on our Sunday morning church time and our praise time, we look around too much. And, and, and if you don't, I, I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking to myself probably more than anything. You see, I think it's... I think if we read the Bible from front to back and we, and we look at the praise that is poured out, there is absolutely some praise that's done in quiet. And there's that time to lay prostrate at His feet and be just still and quiet. But there's also a time to be loud. To be loud and praise our King. 
I mean, truly, when the kids have been practicing and singing, and we're back there, and we can hear these kids just singing at the top of their lungs, we're all smiling, right? Because it's joyful. It's amazing. It's awesome. And I guarantee he's smiling. But as soon as we get a little age on us, our voice volume gets turned down as we praise and worship. You know what? It's okay to be loud for it's okay to say an amen once in a while. It's okay to say praise Jesus. It's okay to do that. It's okay to clap your hands during a song. Not like I do because my family has told me don't do that because they'll be up here. And I'm, I'm joking. But seriously, like we can't be worried to praise our Jesus. Praise Him like nobody's watching except Him. That's, that's what these people were doing. They were praising Him because He was standing right there and they didn't care who was beside Him. That's what I think in my head. Maybe I'm wrong. But can we do that? Can we praise Him in a way? That He's smiling on us when we praise Him. talked this morning about love. Love it in a way that makes you different because Jesus is pointed out through you. Praise our Jesus in a way that makes you different. Because you want to truly praise Him. And not fit into the crowd and the way they praise. Now I'm in no way saying start doing rolls and flips down the center aisle. But I'm saying it's okay to get loud for Him. It's okay to get loud and praise for Him. It's okay to say an amen. Praise the Lord. I'm speaking to myself too. Today, sing your praises to our King like your little kid up here. And that's your favorite song. And you're shouting from the top of your lungs, right? Praise Him. Praise Him in a way that when you walk out of here, you're like, whoo! It's a good day. Yeah. That, how can it not bring joy to you as you leave this door? So that's what I'm going to encourage you to praise like nobody's watching except for Jesus and praise like a kid singing his favorite song or her favorite song, all right? That's how we're supposed to praise. I'm going to invite the music team up and I'm going to encourage them to sing a couple extra songs here at the end. <clears throat> sing. Sing and pray. But let me also say this. You don't have to be traditional. We say that we're a non-denomination, an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving Bible preaching church. Listen, it's praising that way. So if you want to get on a knee when you pray, let's get on a knee when you pray. If you want to stay seated when you pray, stay seated when you pray. If you want to stand up when you pray, stand up when you pray. Praise the way that you praise Him. You don't have to be like your neighbor. Praise the way you praise. But I just want to say this this morning too. That if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day to accept Him. 
He says, I want you to know that I'm your Savior. And life is only through Him. See, it tells us in Romans that if you confess Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. Don't add to it. That's how you're saved. And if you have not confessed Jesus is Lord, today's the day to do it. Today is the day to confess Him. And if you're doing that for the first time today, I want you to come and pray with me as we stand and sing here in just a minute. But if you also have confessed Him, but have never been baptized, never stepped in the water to say, Jesus, you're my King, and I'm going to proclaim it to the world. Today is the day to commit to that. So if you want to do that, come and talk with me. Come and talk with me. We're going to get you in the water. So if that's on your heart, please, please come and talk with me. But I also want to encourage you that if you're struggling with anything, if you have anything going on, all the commotion of this world, and it's trying to, de to derail you, and you want the peace of Jesus Christ poured out on you, let's, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. So if you need that, come pray with me as we stand and sing. But Father God, we want to pray to you right now. We want to thank you for your peace that you, that you brought. It, it, that was the game plan. It was never any different. It was prophesied from the beginning that you would ride in on this donkey bringing peace. And you did. You have. And you will continue to do that until it's time for you to ride back in on a horse. Jesus, I thank You for that. I thank You for bringing peace. And I just pray that every one of us grabs a hold of that peace and that we just allow it to pour over us in a way that we have never experienced it before. Lord, I pray that we can walk in Your peace. A peace that we can't even understand, but it makes us feel like we are untouchable because we are armored up in You. And the things of this world cannot be relics. Lord, help us to walk in that. Lord, I pray that this morning, if anybody's needing prayer for any reason, they be bold about it and come forward and seek that time of prayer. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your love on us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Worship with us.